All right, everybody. Happy Thursday to everybody out there in podcast land. We are the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. On today's episode, we will be looking forward. It's almost like a new school year is right around the corner. We're almost in August. And with a new season or a new school year, you always use the things from last year and you put them into next year. So what are the Avalanche going to have to do next year as the defending champions? And what have they learned from the season past to carry it over into next season? We'll talk about that. Reverse retros are starting to get leaked. That always gets Kyle and I a little bit excited when we have uh, some new sweaters to order. Uh, and we got a bunch of questions over on Instagram, which uh, we will take some time and answer as many as we can get to. So let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Off to my right here, off camera, is, is a closet. And uh, my, my wife handed me like, a bunch of my jerseys which were taking up residence in another closet <laughs> and she's like put them in there and uh there were so many of them the the bar fell <laughs> so my man uh now like you know we're talking about the reverse retros there's another one or two or three which are going to be added because i got two of the last ones i got a mccarr mm-hmm. and i got a mckinnon so i don't know yeah so i We'll see what this thing looks like. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, more jerseys are on the way probably soon. Uh, first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right. <clears throat> We'll talk about uh, reverse retros in a second, but what we wanted to kind of talk about is, like I said in the the opening, now that the Avalanche are the champions, and we've had a month now, believe it or not, to really mm-hmm. let that sink in, what do you do for next season, and what have you learned from last year? Because now the tide changes, and we talked about this when Adam from Lockdown mm-hmm. Lightning was on and how they were going for three in a row, the dynamic changes, obviously. When you're Mm -hmm. going for three in a row, it's completely different than when you're going for your first. Everybody is out to get you, no matter who the defending champion is. For the Lightning, when you've won two in a row, it's just up to the next level of, of everybody wanting to take that team down. Now the Avalanche have a target on their back. Their target on the back in the past was they were just the favorites to win win the Cup. That is what it is. You know, everybody's still going to play to the best of their ability to beat you. But now that you have that championship, teams are going to step it up a little bit extra. So what do you think the big things are for the Avs to go into next year to always have at the forefront of their mind that we're going to get the best from our opponents? Well, number one, you have to, if you look back at the last year, the cup winning year, you have to, Number one, you have to stay hungry. Like you've completed all of your missions, all of your your hashtags, your locker room, like bulletin board material. You got past the second round, like you won the cup. You've done this together. You stuck to your avalanche brand of hockey. 
Now you have to stay hungry because everybody's going to be coming after you. Um, you could see how the Avalanche handled free agency. Like it wasn't going out and getting the biggest next name. It's taking care of your own and re-signing like Maltsef. And like you're you're signing like the you're signing your youth, you're signing those who got you there and won the cup with you. You're taking care of your own. So you are doubling down on what you what you are as a team, but you now have to set new parameters and new goals because you saw what garbage time looked like in the last two weeks of the season last year. It was bad. There was nothing to play for. Like President's Trophy was out of reach, and that was just some bad hockey that did not deserve to be played, but they ended up winning the whole thing. But you have to stay hungry all year long and keep challenging yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good point, and I, I'm really interested to see how Nathan McKinnon plays next year and his demeanor and how he's playing. I don't think he's ever going to yeah. lose that edge. He's always going to be on edge. Um, but everything – and this goes for you know everybody on this team, really. Um, you, you, you were, you've been fighting to, to win a Stanley Cup. You have done that now. So now what are you fighting for? Obviously to win another one. Yep. Uh, but to get that first one is so difficult. You've gone through so much your entire life uh to to get that and now now you have it. How now I, I feel like Nathan McKinnon he his his attitude was I am I am a man on a mission to win a cup and now his mentality changes. It's always going to be to win another one. But mm -hmm. now it's now I'm going now it, my mentality is to be the best player in this league. Yeah. And same goes for Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is kind of, you know, Kale McCarr is ascending like ridiculously high in, in a lot of rankings. And I completely get that. But I think some people are, are <clears throat> I don't want to say forgetting about Nathan McKinnon and how great he is, but uh, maybe they are. <laughs> maybe yeah. they are. And, and it's not like he's lost a step, but I feel like he can relax a little bit in terms of the championship part of it and really focus in on, on his game and being the best player in the league. I, I'm expecting a huge season from him next year. Yeah, you would expect like a really big sigh of relief of a, a lot of members of this team, like EJ included. Like, yeah. you finally, you, you reached the pinnacle. And now you want to see them take on this mentality of keep the cup it's we've won we've done it you want to keep it because mm -hmm. now every team that you play they're going to go out there and try and have their statement win against the defending stanley cup champions mm -hmm. and that's what made tampa bay so good and going back to back is they really bought into tampa bay lightning hockey and they took on that mentality of we're keeping this cup we got it we don't want to let it go and they it was a exact same season the next year and the exact same result. And you want to see the avalanche also do that next year. You don't want to see them going out there and try and be the Harlem Globetrotters and try and oversell who they are and kind of get away from the core of what made them good last year. You want to see this avalanche team take that mentality of we're keeping this cup and we are good enough to keep it, try and take it from us. And there's a question that <clears throat> was asked in the, the Instagram uh, questions, which we'll get to. So we'll revisit this a little bit because <clears throat> it's an interesting, well, not an interesting question. It's a, a very basic question. But the way that I kind of like looked at it and responded to it, I will elaborate a little bit more on it. 
um, on if the Avs can repeat. And I think a lot of people are just thinking like, yeah, like they can. But I have some, some, I don't know. I don't. It's not like issues, but I have some questions. Yes. So we'll get to those uh, in a minute. But we do want to talk about when they do play next year, we might have or we will have some new uniforms for the Avalanche. We're going to have our regular home and aways. I think we're still going to have our, our alternates. I think so. The You know, the Colorado Sea and the Triangle. I haven't heard they of those. They alluded to on. it in the schedule portion in division rivalry. It was still Navy, that Navy of the alternates. True. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's been floated around there for a little while, a couple of months, even when the the last season was still going, that they were going to bring back the reverse retros. And I think it's a good idea for a number of reasons, because the year that you brought them in was a shortened season, so you mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of time or a lot of games. You only had a few games that you you teams wore these reverse retros in. And now you just get to do it again. And if, mm-hmm. from my understanding, they're all it's, it's they're all new again. Yeah. I haven't heard of just any rumors of of teams keeping the same reverse retro. So if that's the case, what are we thinking for the Avs? Because there's been two two that have been leaked so far, and they're completely different. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, the Canucks one. Which looks so good. Oh my goodness! That, they knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> it's, if that's the, I don't, under, I don't see why it wouldn't be that one. But um, and then the Devils released one, which yes. was what did you say it was? It's the Kansas City Scouts. Um, okay, because everybody knows the Devils are the original Colorado team because they mm-hmm. became the Rockies, which is our current alternate um, callback, and they became the Devils after that. Um, so the Kansas City Scouts nod which is also a very very solid jersey and i like that better than just the jersey jersey that the jersey <laughs> wears so right so for the the abs what are we thinking i i i've said before i kind of don't want them to go back to the nordiques yeah. I, I and and not because i'm one of those like purists and uh you know like oh we should just stick to the avalanche no the nordiques are part nordiques are part of our history uh, you know, it, it was 25 years before we did anything to acknowledge that. Yeah. And now let let that go. Bring it back maybe in another 25 years. I think creating demand for anything Nordiques within the Avalanche is something that would benefit them. I don't want I don't want to just saturate that market. And every time we have a chance to do something, throw out something Nordiques. So they did it once last year. Very cool. Uh would they do it again? They could, and maybe just kind of like reverse the colors instead of. They were one of the few teams that did white. Mm-hmm. Maybe make you know just just change it, make make the predominantly color burgundy, and then have like the white colored fleur de lis, and go that route. I guess they could. I have two sneaky suspicions where this might go. Okay. And it, if it's not Nordiques, which yeah, I mean, if it's yeah, not Nordiques, could... where do you th- what avalanche from the past do you think it might be? It's going to be alluding to the '90s and some like I feel like it's going to be the current style. Like they'll add the extra uh, piping that's in the bottom of the jersey, like we had in the '90s, and it r- bring back the foot. But kind of, you know, clean it all up. Yeah. And then the thing that scares me the most, and it's been the quietest, which makes me feel like something's there. 
Okay. The, the Colorado Rangers are coming back. I wouldn't mind that. <clears throat> I absolutely love it. <laughs> I do. I've always liked that. I don't think they'll bring back the foot because the foot really hasn't been gone for that long. It's only it, been like three years, I think, when they got rid of the foot. So yeah, you're, that's true. It's, it's not that long ago. Although I absolutely I loved that. I was really upset when they got rid of that because that's just so original and just unique. Um, I was I was upset when they they got rid of that, but I, I wouldn't want want them to bring it back just for a one off. I'd want them to bring it back for good for a while. Yeah. Uh, but I I am all for the diagonal Colorado. Maybe not in the blueberry color. Maybe I mean. You, I don't know. Maybe do the like the blueberry color, or do you know you had the burgundy one, which had the, the stripes yeah. on the bottom, or just go back to when they first came into existence, and just do that. The big bold letters on the back that always seem to like be scrunched in, like yeah, like jammed in on the back. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe go back to that. Just keep it simple. We'll see. Yeah, those if you go back and watch the like the nineties and oh one cup, like those jerseys, they're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are a mess. I would like to see them cleaned up in the new Adidas style. Yeah. Like to, to see them come back that way would be really sharp. Um, but if you go back, like especially the font on the jersey, like the names, it just looks like a beer league team. It's a weird yeah, look. Just like big blocky letters, just big yeah. black. Boxy letter. Like I that. want the I number want... back. I want the number font back. <clears throat> that would be great. That's I agree I with want. that. Yes, I think they should definitely do that. So, I don't know when we're going to hear this stuff. I mean, if things are leaking, uh, maybe they want to get ahead of it. But they had a big reveal last time. Remember, they, Adidas came out with that big video. I'm sure that's already done, ready to go. That was a couple uh, days after <laughs> NHL 20 or 21 ruined it for everybody. They're like, oh, yeah, let's hurry up and put this out. It was like a day or two. Yeah. Because you so maybe, can go through and see every reverse retro in the game right. if you bought it day one. So um, maybe they learn from those mistakes. And uh, we'll get something soon. Um, you know, season's almost here, believe it or not. We're almost into August. We got two months and then the season begins. So Music to my ears. You got to get these, uh, these, these reverse retros out there so we can purchase them and wear them by game one. Yeah. So you you mentioned your closet like I have them all yeah. over like yeah. behind the camera so bring right. it on. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, let's hear from Bet Online and then we're going to hit some Instagram questions. We got some good ones, but first betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, National Football League, which the Denver Broncos have uh, started their training camp, uh, the NBA, the NHL, our good old combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today betonline.net where the game starts all right <clears throat> instagram questions and they came through in fine fashion just like they always do um I, I couldn't even get to all of them there was a ton of them that were up there and a lot of i would say 
we do this every once in a while. We'll probably do it more now that it's the offseason. There's always kind of like repeat questions or or asked in a different phrase or different way. I don't think there – I've never seen so many people asking about the same thing in Nazem Kadri as it was for this, uh, you know, ask us anything in terms of the Instagram questions. Everybody wants to know what's going on with it. And I get it. Uh, it's it. I'm so surprised at how quiet it has gotten around Nazem Kadri. So for people that asked the, asked the questions, mainly it was, have you heard anything about Nazem Kadri? And the other one is, if they don't sign him, do you still trade Sam Girard? That was that was asked a few times. Do you still trade Sam Gerard for a two C? What do you think? No. Mm. I, I honestly I feel like it's a promote from within because that those Colorado Eagles are starting to get a little stale. Let's uh cultivate it, refresh mm-hmm. it a little bit, mm-hmm. like promote from within. Don't tell me they're not quality talent down there because I, I've seen the Eagles play like they're it's, it's a good team with some really a good crop of talent yeah. promote from within and everybody go to cap friendly right now. Can't really go out and buy anybody right now. So no. And that's the, <clears throat> that's the interesting part here is because if you want to promote from within, I mean, you're not going to have somebody that that's not played for the avalanche and have them replace Nazem Kadri. Yeah. It's, going to be so you're expecting someone like Alex Newhook to, to take that role. Exactly. Even if it's him, he's got to make up a lot of ground, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can he do that <clears throat> this year? I don't know. We, we don't know the answer to that. He has all the potential in the world, but he plays a different style than mm-hmm. Nazem Kadri. So what do the Avs want to do if, if they can't sign Kadri and they have to move on from him? Somebody needs to take that role. It's either Alex Newhook or you're dipping into free agency. And like you said, like there's not a ton of names there and you're hoping to find somebody you're trying, you're hoping to strike it rich with, with someone who can produce in some fashion. You're not going to get, or you would think you're not going to get 80 plus points from what's left on the free agency market. But if you can get, your normal Nazem Kadri numbers, like 50 to 60, I think you can find that somewhere out there. Yeah, and everybody has to understand the opening night roster will not stay the same. Like, we got Abe Kubel, what, two or three weeks after the season started last year? Like, you can make adjustments as the season goes along. Hey, trade deadline's our favorite thing. We can address Mm -hmm. it there. But, yes, everyone on this roster is not comparable to Nas, but maybe new hook at that two C is something, uh, a new twist, a wrinkle to this team that might actually benefit. Good. And so you've got to try it out. You can't just assume and just start saying the sky's falling. Give them a chance. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, it's just one line. It's not the whole team. That's true, but you don't want to go backwards in your second line. You have a dominant, dominant second line. So you want, I mean, you, you're not going to get, like I said, that production that Kadri gave you from last year. But if you can get what he normally gives you, I think you'll be happy. Can Alex yeah. Newton do that? 
I think he could come close to that. Yeah, I really do. I really do. I think he can take a, a good step forward. Now, the question, kind of a, a somewhat of a follow up to that, um, someone just asked, "Do you think oh, it's a, do you think the Avs have a good opportunity to repeat or go back to the Stanley Cup Finals?" And this is kind of where it was we were talking about in the beginning, like what have the Avs learned? Can they can they go into next year and do it again? I, the short answer to that is yes, they can. They still have a very good team, but I'm going to say this and 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 let me uh, like explain it. The Avs they haven't gotten better in the off season, Mm-mm. and what I mean by that is they haven't gone out and really changed this roster. The biggest change to the roster is Georgiev. Yep, he's their biggest change. Okay, fine. Forget about that. As far as your skaters, nothing has changed. So last year, that was fine because you were better than everybody else with that roster. You won the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. But you haven't gone out and signed any new blood or new talent to to, make the team better than what – your better was better than everybody else last year. Has everybody else around the league who signed guys – and change the dynamic of their team, have they gotten better than the Avalanche? You don't know the answer to that right now because everything is on paper. Um, But I think the Avalanche are still good enough, even though mm-hmm. they haven't improved their team, I think they are still good enough to hang with all of those changes that all of those other teams have made. So I do. I think they, they can get back there. I answered this person saying – the same question as last year going into this year it's goaltending Mm -hmm. if that can hold up sure they got an opportunity yeah and a lot of the big sexy moves thankfully happened in the eastern conference like the west Mm. pretty much looks the same going into next year the west cleared out (laughs) yeah for the avalanche so like that's great that's wonderful like vegas is still trying to put a team together that's also wonderful St. Louis, who knows what's going on there? Minnesota, who knows what's going on with Krill the Thrill? So, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of questions in the West still. So, if you're just repeating what you got last year in the West, of course, the Avs have a great chance to go back and do it again. But mm-hmm. you also you bring up the question of the goaltending. How does that look? We uh, were asking the same question last year with Darcy Kemper and Francois. We're asking it again with Yorgiev and Francois. So guess what? We're at having the same conversation we did last year. This year, last year was a great result. No reason this year can't have a great no, result. No, And when I say you haven't gotten better, you haven't gotten worse either. Exactly. <laughs> the, you know, you can look at that both ways. So they still... We got rid of Burakovsky, so <laughs> I have nothing to complain about anymore. Yeah, you know, so you, you, you've... <laughs> As long as you have Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, you are going to be involved. Yep. You know what I mean? You might not, there might be those years where you're not running away with the division, um, but you're still going to be competing for it. Yeah. For a, a good amount of time. Um, here's one to ask aside from the cup winning game, name your favorite playoff moment. Um, I think we talked about this one actually when we were doing his uh grade. <clears throat> For me, it was it was the Helm Buzzer beater. I that that was just so like 
I, I remember I jumped up. I was like on my couch. I jumped up and I came down and I just like scraped the my knee on my coffee table. Oh. And like I was hurting, but I felt no pain because I was beyond excited. Uh, that, that got them out of the second round. Yep. Like that monkey was off of your back. And uh, for a play like that, like buzzer beaters happen in so many sports. And not that you get used to them. They're still exciting no matter the sport. They're so infrequent yeah. in hockey that when they happen, like the Kadri one, like that one was epic. When they happen in hockey, they're just so meaningful because you never know when they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're just you know few and far between. And to do it in a not only in a playoff game, but a round clinching spot was just to me uh, that that will be one of my favorite Avalanche moments ever. Yeah, it was an unlikely hero at the time as well. Like it's not who you look to put the game away and get you in the next round. So that moment was special. Like. If it's not winning the whole thing, my favorite moment of the playoffs. I mean, it's the whole Nas in St. Louis, the hat trick, mm-hmm. and the stand with Nas on the way home. Like it was such a wonderful moment seeing the team rally around him and getting that hat trick and silencing everyone. Loved it. It was it was beautiful. It was and being a Nas fan, like that's that's what you want to see. And it really shifted that St. Louis series because it was kind of close there for a little bit. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and that's true for for things like that as well. Like in, in other sports, like in basketball, if if someone you know says something about somebody, like you can take over a basketball game a lot easier than you can take over a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And for all of that stuff to have happened to him, and to go out and score a hat trick, one of the most difficult things to do in the sport. Uh, the next day was just so poetic. So poetic. Especially for someone who lives on that Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. Like it was a Jordan, Kobe type taking over of a game. So mm-hmm. mad respect to that moment. That was great. It was great. All right. Uh, let's get back to a few of them here. Will or who will have the most points for the abs next season? Uh, the way I responded to that was, you know, you could ask me this question for the next 10 years. It's always going to be Nathan McKinnon to me. I, I think he is, you know, Camel Car plays defense. So he, I, he'll he be up there. But um, I, I don't think anybody can really overtake Nathan McKinnon. If, as long as, you know, injuries don't play a part or anything like that, uh, he's just too talented offensively. And, you know, as long as you're going to take the Nathan McKinnon route, I'm going to take Miko. I feel like he yeah, really okay. he settled into a role and especially in the playoffs that I think he found a really good comfort level with mm-hmm. and it's the assists. I feel like he like we talk about this weight being lifted off of everybody. I feel like Miko also understood this role that he can develop and being a facilitator instead mm-hmm. of like the forefront guy and I would like to see him build on this next year. I feel like if he's not feeding Nate or Gabe, he's feeding Kale, and he's going to be tallying a secondary assist, a primary assist, if not a goal. So I feel like Miko might be the next century mark guy. Well, the thing with Miko is, yeah, I mean, if he he he's coming around to being more of a facilitator, not that he's never been that, but um, it, it was much more so in the playoffs. 
he's always going to have that capability to, to score goals. So you add just another dimension of his passing ability that that you know goes to a next level for next season. Mm-hmm. You could be right. Could be right. Could be in for a ton of points from him. We'll stick with the Nathan McKinnon part and just his contract. Do you think McKinnon's deal gets done this summer? If it doesn't, is it time to worry? I feel like it will be done after the Nas situation is done. I feel like those two are hand in hand because you see signings mm-hmm. of everybody else. I yeah. you just like it's the Nas thing. If that if he stays or goes, once that's done, then we can focus on Nathan McKinnon because you still have him for next year. And yes, ideally you don't want this contract talk going into next year, but I feel like once the Nas conversation is done then they could shift their focus i feel like it's one and two um, I, I i thought that same way <clears throat> maybe a week and a half two weeks ago um i thought it was like they're gonna get done with with one and then work on the other probably Kadri because he's more pressing right now and then mckinnon um i am a little bit surprised that mckinnon's deal today is is not done or at least talked about more or at least talked about being close to being done and the reason why a couple weeks ago I felt like it wouldn't have gotten done right away is because you do need to know what, what Nazem Kadri's number is going to be, yeah. even though Nathan McKinnon's whatever they extend him for is not come into play until after this coming season. I think now you know what the Kadri number is. Yeah. You've had many conversations with him. You know, hey, if we get this deal done, this is what the contract is going to be. Yeah. So therefore, I kind of am a little bit surprised that because this has gone on so long with Kadri and you should know what his number is, that you haven't, going off of that, you still haven't signed Nathan McKinnon to an extension. I'm not worried that it's not going to get done. I feel like it will get done this summer. I do. Um, and you know, I, the way that I answered this question to this person was like, I'm not nervous about it right now. I will only be nervous about it if after this season, free agency is open for business. And Nathan McKinnon is not signed. I feel like we'll hear something after both of these players have their day with the cup. I feel like it's one of those enjoy mm-hmm. your day, like you're a That's champ. A good point. We don't <laughs> like like it, yeah. like. Let's not go right back to business until you enjoy the fruits of your labor from last year. Okay. Once once those days and you see all the pictures and the videos. Once that's over, I feel like the next phone call the next day at like ten o'clock in the morning would be Chris McFarlane. Hey, bud, let's talk or, next year. Or what if they're waiting to announce? Oh, uh, I, I, well, maybe with McKinnon, you can do that. Yeah, you can announce an extension the day McKinnon has it. Um, you can't really do that with Kadri because there's got to, there's other things at play to sign Kadri. Or, I mean, I guess you could just announce his signing and then, you know, later that would on, have to go through the, the league trade. office because he's technically a free agent right now. So that he would is. that would easily get reported Leaked. before he. Yeah, I know. But the McKinnon the one could one, happen. Yeah, that could easily that happen. could happen. That could happen. Um, where was the uh, let's see. Um, where did it go? Uh, oh, the oh, the Matthew Kachuk question. All right, mm. this is um, just thrown out there into the universe. Obviously, Matthew Kachuk has been traded, um, and and I kind of like these questions. And and the person asking, like, what would the Matthew Kachuk trade be 
Matthew Kachuk trade. Wow, say that 10 times fast. Nope. Uh, in, <laughs> in Avalanche terms. So if the Avalanche were involved, which they never were in, in getting Matthew Kachuk, but let's just, you know, play uh, NHL 23 GM. And if the ads were involved in it, knowing what the Panthers gave up to get Kachuk, which was just, in my opinion, way too much, even though the players that they gave up were unrestricted free agents after this coming year, that's still a haul that the Flames took in. Substitute the Avalanche. What would have had to happen for the Avalanche to trade for Matthew Kachuk if that is something that they were entertaining? The Panthers gave up Hooby-dooby-doo, mm-hmm. McKenzie Weger, and prospect and a pick. Yes. And and the pick is not until 2025. Now That's for what we draft again to, so who cares? <laughs> no, we got first round picks all up and down the board. Like we, they would not give up first round picks. The Avalanche, believe it. Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of people like they gave up so many draft picks. They didn't give up first rounders. So uh, except for last year, obviously. Um, but for you know for for the Panthers, they had to give up 2025 because that was their next first round draft pick. So it'd probably be an earlier one if it was the Avs. But player wise, like, what do you think? And again, like this deal of that magnitude, the front office would not allow. If they were asleep, no, I, I, yeah, (laughs) if they were asleep, we we need to, we need to, (laughs) we need to preface this by saying, like, this is not something that was going to happen. We're just, no, I think you need to look at this from a locked on flames perspective. We are locked on flames right now. And if we were, we were tapping into the avalanche, who would we want from Colorado? Uh, which, you know, Colorado would never give up. So think of it that way. Like if you're talking of that level, like a UFA, like this was a sign and trade with Matthew Kachuk. So mm. like it'd have to be like a Miko caliber. I don't know if Nachushkin garners the same amount of hype that uh, Jonathan Huberdeau does. No. But it would have to be like one of your three-headed monster, and you're not giving up Nathan or Gabe. No. So it would have to be Miko. Right. Um, Sam Gerard is a McKenzie Weger alternate timeline. Um, yeah. But would they would they want somebody? <clears throat> I mean, stats wise, Gerard's almost Taze. Or or what if they want something like a young buck like Bone Byram? That's it's, you know what I mean. Just looking at that, that, that on lot. the top, yeah. Bo Byram and Miko Rantanen. Miko Rantanen. Come on, you're, you got to be trading me Wayne Gretzky. Like that's the <laughs> other thing here. Like this is Kachuk here. Like what are you going to add to this team? Like for what we're giving up? Like it's the Panthers so, and Flames deal was weird. Oh, it was it was. In my opinion, one-sided. It really um, was. Yes, very. Um, I'm, I'm bringing up stats from last year. And first of all, I don't want him. Nope. I don't like his attitude. He's <clears throat> he's, a, he's he had 104 points last year. So that's the thing. Like, is he one of those guys that you despise that he when he's not on your team? But when he is, he, is he is he a Claude Lemieux? When he's not on your team, you hate him. But when he's on your team, you can root for him. You know, that's that's what a lot of people say about Nazem Kadri. I don't know if that's like Kachuk. <laughs> that's what a lot of people say about Claude's son. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
Um, I don't know. Like Kachuk is just, he just has that arrogance about him that I don't like. I like people who play a, a hard physical game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like how, and he, but he's young. So he's 24. Okay. So you have him who's 24. <clears throat> you have Miko who's how old Miko? 25. Yeah, he's 25 now. It'll be 26. So they're almost the same age. And the then the the contracts are almost identical too. Miko's 9.25. Kachuk signed for 9.5. So the, the the contracts in the age are almost the same production wise. Uh, let me see his career. I mean, he went from 43 points, which was in a 56 game season. So he's doing less than a point. And then the following year, last year, he followed up with 104 points. So it's kind of like, you know, he's had, let's see. So he's had 48, 49, 77, which was his best year until this last year. Then 61, 43 in the shortened season, and then 104. I like Miko better than than Matthew Kachuk. I do too. So, so w- would I make that deal? No, but I think there's some people out there who would say like, yeah, I would do that. I would. Do and that you know, and it's the same like in an avalanche sweater. Like, do you want the on ice extras and the off ice extras? Like, he's known for a sound bite. He's known for keeping things going, and like that kind of piggybacks off of one of the other questions that was asked about like Patty Kane. Do we pick him up at the trade deadline? I'm sick of hearing those rumors. Like that is not some Patty Kane is not someone you want in the avalanche locker room, especially mm-hmm. with everything that's going on. And you hear him talking about not enduring a rebuild. What kind of team player is that? Like mm-hmm. the man's been in Chicago this whole time and can't give him five more years to build this team out of the gutter. Like we don't need Patrick Kane. And Matthew Kachuk, like, yeah, he had 104 points. There's not a lot of players like other than Johnny Hockey that were doing anything in Calgary last year. So it's easy yeah. to get 104 points if you're doing it all. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think 104 points is good. Um, but what what I get out of Miko and the personality of Miko fits better with this Avalanche mm-hmm. team. And for Patrick Kane, his contract is just way too high. It, it, it's yep. so high. The Avs can't afford that. Even if, <clears throat> even if they they had uh, Chicago eat half of it, um, that's still a very high contract for him. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good point about the Avs have built this thing with so much in mind, and it's not just let's just fill in with players. We want to fill in with the right players, and the right attitude, and the buy-in attitude, character, and integrity as well. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know if Matthew Kachuk is there. Maybe he will as he keeps playing and he's in the later stages of his career. The attitude kind of goes away. Um, but for that, honestly, for that reason, I'm not doing that deal. If he, if he dropped the attitude, we can have a discussion. But I still think I'd, I'd hang on to Miko because he's... They he's didn't pick up a Vander Kane last year when... You could have got him for a song. Like it was nothing. That was never going to happen. I feel the the same about Matthew Kachuk and Patrick Kane. I feel like it's one of those never situations. Yeah, it could happen. So uh, two more quick ones. Who is the fastest skater on the team? It's funny because I answered this and I put one 
Nathan McKinnon, two, Kale McCarr, three, Logan O'Connor. And I think people were thinking I was putting that up asking them uh, out of those three who, because I was getting uh, <laughs> messages saying like two, uh, Kale McCarr, or one. Nathan. Most people are saying McCarr. I'm um, saying McCarr as well. That's I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, it is it is like, you know, splitting hairs with those guys. But I think Nathan McKinnon is still the, the faster skater, especially with the puck that dude is maybe maybe it's just the, the way that it looks. Yeah. He just looks like he's faster because he the way that he skates is much more aggressive than how McCarr just floats. Yeah. Um, but they are very they're neck and neck. Um, I think I would still give it to McKinnon. Um, but don't sleep on Logan O'Connor because he is no. he's a speed demon too. You'll know about it this year for sure. <clears throat> yeah. And then finally, is Gabe Landeskog the most attractive player in the league? Uh, I yes, because Patrick Marlowe retired. Uh, so he was he was the GQ before. Uh, well, I mean, is it there? I was gonna say Lundqvist is uh, yeah, uh, good looking dude. But my my wife has a. Uh, Minor obsession with Gabe Landeskog, so I have to say yes to that because if I didn't, I think all my equipment would be broken. <laughs> yeah, Lundqvist, it's Lundqvist and then Marlowe. Like, he always had that face. Like, every time he turned around, he was like, he's just like, oh, you're just such a cool guy. And then Landy, like, come on, it's Landeskog. Um, <clears throat> somebody responded to me. Where was it? Um, oh, someone responded to that and said that uh, Tyler Sagan has him beat. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, we're not going to go there. Oh, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Whoa. Oh, come <laughs> on. So, um, all right. Well, that will wrap it up. Uh, we will do. We'll do more of these because it's the off season. So, um, and and when we do these, they don't have to be avalanche questions. We love the avalanche questions. But if you want to yeah. ask us, you know, it's our rank our star wars movies we'll, we'll, we'll do that we have been uh, known to fight about this <laughs> yeah yeah uh but that will wrap it up for today everybody thank you for tuning in making it your first listen of the day obviously that is always appreciated and uh we will be back we should be back tomorrow i think i'm not sure yet um i might have some out-of-town business i need to tend to so um if we're back we will see you tomorrow if not uh stay safe out there and until next time, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.